Divorce is not an option podcast. I am your host, Stephen James Dixon, with my wonderful co-host, Tamara Glaspie, whose name will be changing relatively short order. Yes. How's yes. The wedding- yes. You know what? Tell us a funny story about the wedding planning. What's going on? Oh my gosh! Uh, the funniest story is that I can't afford this wedding. <laughs> I'm like, um, yeah, I walked into a florist that was recommended to me by a couple of people who said he will be great, he will do a wonderful job, and he will stay within a budget. And um, when I walked in the door and they asked me, "Would I prefer Ozarka or Perrier?" I knew I could not afford this dude. Wow. Yes, he gave me a $3,000 quote and said I could only afford three of the centerpieces that I want. I'm trying to think of the last place I went where they offered me water as soon as I walked in. Yeah, not just water, Perrier. Yeah, you're right. Not just water. You got to say Perrier, true. You know what? When I was getting the design for my house built, that's the last time mm. I think. Yeah, that tells you what kind of price range you in. Mm-hmm. Come on in and, and, mm-hmm. and, and let us comfortable you know make sure you got everything you need so we can upgrade everything and not just that you walk in and you know how some people have like a candy dish on the desk this dude had like um protein bars yes yes he had a whole little command center with screens behind him and i was like yeah i'm not gonna be in your price range did, did you did your boo did your boo come with you on the flowers oh he don't care about no flowers you, you he really flowers. yeah he's really over the whole wedding planning thing he, done, he, he about three weeks into the wedding plan he can't be done <laughs> No, he's, but I mean, he said it from the beginning. Can we just like go to the Justice of Peace? Or can we go do a destination wedding? Can we just get this done? How's your list looking? Oh, I can't, I can't even think about that right now. <laughs> that just makes me want to cry. Hold on. When I listen back, when I listen to this podcast, I'm going to specifically listen to this point where we were laughing and giggling and I asked you about your list and your voice just went down. <laughs> Yes, that is depressing because my ideal location where I am having my wedding is beautiful, but it does not hold enough people. And it's too expensive on top of that to be adding anybody. So um, I'm having I'm having so many people ask me about the wedding and I'm having to say, I'm sorry, I can't invite you. Oh, you telling people already they're not invited? Well, I mean, people are asking me like people. But you actually. Wait, wait, wait. You've actually told people that I don't have room to invite you? Yeah. yeah. Wow. What am I, what am I supposed to do? Because they asked about just, the wedding. I'm just surprised that it's already happening, that people are already oh. asking you just. Yes. Hey. My mama has a friend who has like just assumed that she was invited and made multiple comments. And my mother has tried to tell her repeatedly, you're not invited. Wow. What happened? With yes. the, did, they announce, did they announce it at the church? Um, no, they have not announced it at the church. Thank the Lord. I, we decided <laughs> that we would just wait till after the wedding and make um, a marriage announcement. <laughs> yeah, we That's can't so, do that. We can't do that. So, so mama's finally on board with understanding that we cannot announce this at the church. Yes, she, she finally recognizes that. But I mean, I think it's partially like a change in... Um, etiquette over the years you know things are just different um you know back in the day you had your wedding in the church and you had your reception of fellowship hall who all wanted to come came right like so, so when, you, when you announce it at the church basically church people just show up when you announce it at the church exactly 
And so I'm like, who going to be the one to tell people? I mean, I'm not going to have no goons sitting out in front saying you can't come in here. A goon in front of the wedding. That'd be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) But she kind of made it sound like that. Well, we'll have seating arrangements. And if they don't have a seat, they just can't sit down. It don't work like that. I can't imagine that. Like, I'm try- well, actually, I'm trying to imagine, like, 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 you know how security is at the concert. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's uh, what no. I'm gonna need if she make an announcement. Hey, you sitting over on your little area trying to enjoy yourself with your new boo, and you see security over there uh, with the flashlight or something, waving <laughs> at somebody <laughs> to move down, move around two seats, move right, around. Right. That would be funny. Yes. But anyway, enough about my stuff. What you got going on? What happened to you this week? Uh, My relationship coaching. Let me see. This week, I had an interesting couple. They, right. two kids, two, they got two kids there from from Chicago. Did, okay. did it overline, right? So I'm just going to read off to you my notes, right? All right. So go ahead. I said, I wrote down, husband believes his job is to provide only. So the what husband does doesn't mean? really engage me. It means like, like he makes a ton of money. And he pays the bills and he gives her money and she she's supposed to manage the household basically. I think that's probably a common thing amongst men who make good money. That they just believe it. Like it's not even that they make a decision. It is in their belief system that my role is to provide only and your role is to make everything else work. Yeah, that's kind of an old school mentality. But yeah, I've seen that a lot. Right. But then when I got about the wife is... Because he doesn't really engage with the household, that makes her unhappy and it ends up with her withholding of sex. Of course. Oh. Right? And so she withholds sex. So what do you think happens after that? So he feels like because he is paying all the bills that, you know, he is owed something. So he just going to find him a little side piece. He got him a little side piece and got caught. And that's how they got to me. Right? Yep. And sounds so, about right. Sounds about right. We got that part. Y'all not shocked, right? And so, but what was interesting about this couple that I really wanted to point out to the listeners this week is that neither one of them were willing to make the sacrifices that were needed to be made to be happy. So I, I, I'm talking to the husband about getting engaged, doing more things around the house, learning how to say no to the job, learning how to put the job in the, in the job's place, like like that's, setting up some that's parameters. That's challenging, though. That is really challenging. But and, it's and time just, management. That's a challenge. Time, time management and prioritization. But right. it wasn't just him, right? Because cause what I, when I would talk to her, I would talk to her about you know, learning how to communicate without always being angry. And and she has a lot of resentment built up. So she is mm-hmm. angry. Mm-hmm. And she's and she's reminded of that anger every single day. Like cause every single day she has some things that she has to get done around the house and she's scrambling, trying to get everything done, trying to get all the kids in the right places and all that kind of stuff and get them fed and you know, proper nutrition nutrition, uh schoolwork and all that. So she's trying to do everything and she's kinda overwhelmed. Right. And the more she does, the more resentful she becomes. The more she does, the more resentment resentful she becomes. And I'm trying to get her into a problem solving area like I'm trying to talk to her okay so what's the problem right and she's like yeah. he comes in and he wants dinner I'm like okay if you don't have time to cook dinner it's 2016 right I don't right. believe woman gotta come home and cook every day if right. you want to go I say me and my wife will spend time we'll go to Whole Foods and get nutritious meals or order meal plans or whatever whatever you need to do in order to be happy I said, if cooking is a problem, you know, try to save yourself some time by going order some food. You know, like me and my wife, I sometimes go to a barbecue place. We love the barbecue. We just buy a whole bunch of barbecue so we can save some time during the week, save some some, some frustration. So I was trying to coach them through problem solving. 
Yeah, and that's a big point right there. She has to negotiate her own happiness. If cooking seven days a week is going to make you unhappy, are you okay with doing four or three and eating leftovers or whatever? Right, but but you just said what you just said was key because she did not know how to be happy. Mm. Right. Yeah. She didn't, she, she had been angry for so long that her natural reaction is now just anger and resentment, damn near hatred. And yeah. his natural reaction is she not appreciative, you know, um, all those that, the you know, all those, the, you're right. The other chick is, and then I had to go through the process of explaining to him why his side chick relationship ran smoother than the one at home. <laughs> Which is beneath, which is beneath me, you know. You know, <laughs> you know. Do so understand. It's easy for the grass to be greener. It's. I, I. I literally had to say to him. He was like, "Man, it's easier to talk to her. You know, she's more supportive. She's more understanding. We have more fun when I'm around my wife. No, we don't. Even, we don't even really talk to each other. We don't even like. And I'm like, dude, the side chick. It's don't for have fun. your kids. She don't have no kids. She don't have no responsibility. Y'all don't have nothing real to engage and talk mm-hmm. about. Y'all, y'all can really just talk about, you know, Nick Cannon and Mariah Carey. Or y'all can really just uh, follow Twitter uh, and see what Kim Kardashian doing that day. Y'all have nothing that is real. So nope. it's so unfair for you to even discuss or compare. And that really shows me where you are in the marriage. You know, it really shows me the lack of respect that you have for the union because you don't even understand that a side relationship cannot compare to a marriage relationship. Yeah, that's kind of a lack of depth, period. Yes, just just very shallow, just very, very, very much looking for happiness anywhere you can find it, looking for a pat on the back anywhere you can find it. And he was he we, we are working through like the wife actively knows he's cheating right now. Right? Oh my gosh, so he didn't even, yeah. he didn't even stop. Yeah. No, he didn't even stop yet. Oh wow, okay. Yes. And so so the wife is in here like he needs to stop cheating, he needs to leave her alone, he needs he to be with his family. Him. Right. And and he's like, you know, he's kind of like stuck in the middle. I don't I don't know if he's being one hundred percent honest or maybe he doesn't know how he one hundred percent feels just yet. But he's just really caught up. And I'm like, no, you have to make sacrifices. For see, when you're sharing your life with someone, yeah, and that's what I think they missed is that when you're sharing your life with someone, your approach has to be where is middle ground, right? right. So that's that's even for Tamara coming up, right? Is yeah. that is that you have certain Tamara's been single for forty years. She has certain things that she wants be, to be done certain ways, and they've been that's done true. like that for ten years. For, for ten real, years. For real. <laughs> for 10 years Tamara's done this certain thing this how she does it and it's perfect because she's been doing it for 10 years yep. well now you got a person who do- who's who been doing his own thing for 10 years and the way he does it is different from the way you do exactly. it exactly right and so when you have a dis- difference of opinion you have to come to the table once and, and Tamara has to look at her fiance and say okay what is he trying to get accomplished? What is he used to? And and your fiance's got to look at you and say, okay, what is Tamara looking at? What does Tamara need? And y'all's approach, y'all's, y'all like that, y'all's approach there you go. has to be where is the middle ground? Yep, yep. And that's the same thing with that couple. I mean, you just have to recognize that we have a goal here and you have to set a goal together and then figure out how to navigate towards that goal. And yeah, that requires sacrifice. Yeah, and so the other thing I, I saw about them was that she really too wanted more control over his life. Like I felt like she was trying to just, well, I guess you want control when you when dudes cheat, huh? 
You know, I mean, because like he has a whole nother life that she has no access to. Yeah, let me go and scratch that little part. Yeah, exactly. Let that one go. All (laughs) right, next story. Next story. (laughs) Oh, okay. Next story. Um, and so then in the other couple I had, where are my notes at for that couple? I had my notes everywhere. And so (laughs) you need to get organized. I got notes everywhere because I wanted to really go from notes, right? Okay. So. So another story I had, I had a couple where the the husband is from Texas and the wife is from California. And so really what we're talking about, we didn't really even, you know, we got to start doing, we got to start saying what the title of the podcast is kind of at the beginning so people know where we're going. We don't ever really That would make sense. So what we're talking about today is we got to give it a name live. But we don't always end up talking about what the title is. I don't think we're supposed to tell people that. I think (laughs) So we end up in a whole nother direction. But anyway, go ahead. What's the title for today? Go ahead. We're supposed to act like we know what we're doing. (laughs) Um, uh, uh, The title for today... I don't know. We we had to do it afterwards, I guess. But I'm I'm, I'm looking for something along the lines of um, learning how to sacrifice... Um, for the marriage, not for, not for your, see, we learn, we know how to sacrifice for ourselves to get something or to acquire something. But when do you sacrifice something for like the greater good? Like, but like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a life lesson period, not just in marriage, but in life period. We can talk a little bit more about that in the politics section, but yes, that's a life, <laughs> that's a life lesson. You have to sacrifice for the greater good. And so what happened was that another couple I was thinking about this week was, uh, I had a couple of husband lives in, uh, well, the, the, they both live in Texas. The husband is from Texas. He's like South Texas cowboy, right? Got the it. wife, the wife is from LA. Okay. And so they got married without really like, like, I, I guess she was here on a job and her dream has always been to move back home. And, uh. and he wants to stay here and raise the kids here on the ranch. And she like city girl, get it popping. That's like right? some green acre stuff going on. Right. Exactly. And they really couldn't compromise. But I mean, like Texas is a compromise in and of itself. Right. I mean, not South Texas, but like Dallas. No, but she she really wanted to live in L.A. Uh, and they didn't talk about this at all. They they never talked about it. They, See, she that's just what assumed. premarital counseling is about. Exactly, but even pre- that's, I'm glad you pointed it out, and I'm glad you'll be going through it. You know, in in a couple weeks here. Yes. But, but premarital counseling doesn't always catch stuff like that because that because that will require people to look into the future and really analyze what they want to do, and you know, kind of dream about their plan and fantasies about life. Isn't that what premarital counseling is for? It, it's it's about how, but see, that's about you. Like a lot of, it depends on the counselor, but a lot of the programs don't necessarily say, Hey, dream. What do you dream about? Like, what do well, you plan on? Well, not just dream, but what is your vision for this relationship? Because you have to set like the groundwork of where you want it to go, right? Right. But some people are not going to get, Hey, ultimately, it's, it's also about what you say. Okay. Let's talk about, we got to, got to do a whole nother sidebar because of that. So the problem <laughs> with this is what counseling is. People think counselors are like, like really like, uh, what's your girl, Miss Chloe or whatever. <laughs> people, people really think counselors are like that. Like they kind of just know what the problem is or can guess what the problem is. You know what I'm saying? And just, yeah. And, and, and you have to go to a counselor and tell them what your problem is. And the counselor's job is to help you mitigate those issues, come up with compromises, figure out where you sacrifice, un- to, to communicate to you what your partner needs to hear. 
That's what the counselor is for. So I compare a counselor to like maybe a real estate agent. You know, like you had to tell the agent, hey, agent, um, I want a house with three bedrooms with marble floors, a pool in the back and, you know, four bathrooms. You got to tell an agent that. You see what Got I'm saying? It. And they negotiate. They find what you're looking for and negotiate the sale. Right. And even then they're going to find five houses, you know, in different areas and say, what do you think about this one? What do you think about this one? What do you think about this one? And the more you communicate with your real estate agent, the closer you get to this house. Right. Okay. And so the, so the more I mean, you communicate. I have a hard time believing that she is a city girl and he is a country boy and neither one of them recognize that in each other. They, they, I think that's what attracted them to each other, but it, it, it still was never a conversation about, Hey, where do you want to raise your kids? Like if you and your fiance talked about where you want to raise your kids. Yes. I'm surprised by that. Cause I think, I think, and I don't think <laughs> I didn't you know, say what is a surprise. It's like, where do you well, want I mean, to have like, a family? You getting married? You're going to have a family. Yeah. No, what, I, what I mean is Lamisha and I both lived here. The right. assumption is that we're going to raise our kids here. Right. So we never so we never talked about it. Oh yeah, we talked about it. But even beyond that. But well, wait, wait, wait. First, do you get what I'm saying? That that's yeah, what happens. I, I totally I totally feel yeah. you. But that's and I completely agree with you. So the assumption is that it's gonna be here, but both of them want to be somewhere else. Right. And so because the assumption was made that they were gonna raise kids here, it never came up. But the and fact so then, that I'm saying your assumption was that you were going to raise kids here, but neither one of you wanted to move anywhere else. So right. you can make that assumption and move forward. Now, the fact that you have a desire to move somewhere else, that should have been expressed at some point. It's funny you said it because I saw, I got another client. Uh, I didn't meet with them this week. I met them a couple of weeks ago, but they were they live here, actually. And but mm-hmm. but one of them wanted to go to get. Uh, their, their PhD at John Hopkins, right? Okay. And so, and so the fiance, they were engaged at the time, I was doing premarital counseling, premarital right. coaching with them. Right. But the fiance didn't know what John Hopkins was. He don't, he didn't even engage himself in that. A lot of people don't know what John Hopkins is. Okay. But I don't understand. So, first of all, my point is kind of made right there. They're having this conversation before they get married. That this couple, well, they didn't have a conversation about where to where to live per se, because she just had a dream the whole time that I'm going to go to John Hopkins for medical school, and exactly. he was just kind of like, you know, like I love her, I'm gonna be with her. Um, but then it was later actually that, that that she came forward and was like, no, no. Later he was like, wait a minute, where is John Hopkins? And he didn't know, and she was like, John Hopkins is in Baltimore. Oh wow. You know, so- I don't even understand how he didn't ask that question earlier. Right. He just, he, he just, some, this is, people are not perfect. People are flawed. Yeah. I and sometimes we just, right. And sometimes we're just living. Sometimes we're just going through life and not really paying attention to the finer details. Number one, because we, oh, this is what you'll get. Number one, because certain people, um, assume that their spouse, all their arrangements are about them. Mm. Let it let it sink in. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like no, certain spouses, certain spouses, all of their all of their thoughts, all of their arrangements, all of their plans, every single weekend, everything is about. Okay, my husband is gonna do something. We, I'm doing something with my husband. Like, and I really think like that too. Honestly, to be honest, yeah, for the most yeah. Part, like, I don't I don't think of what I'm going to do with other people over the weekend first. I first think about what I'm gonna do with my wife, right? Yeah. 
And she thinks the same way, but sometimes people expand that to life, you know, and you got to sit down and say, like, and me and my wife had very different trails like that, too. Like, she wanted to be an actress for a long time. She had a yeah. sad car when I met her and all that. And I thought for a while she's going to have to move to L.A. But again, you, know? you knew this, you thought about it, you talked about it. I'm still trying to understand how these two people have two separate dreams and have never discussed it. Yep. I'm, I'm just as surprised as you are, but I've seen it more than once where couples just did not get that. Wow. Okay. So what are they, what is the resolution? What are they doing? I'm still debating. So that's really what the, what the podcast is about. It's about where I get to an impasse with a cut with a couple where we've identified the problems, identified potential solutions, but neither one of the parties want to do that sacrifice. Okay. Okay. So I think this is pretty interesting though. I like the way we're doing these little short stories. Um, so I think whatever the topic was that you were trying to come up with, we can just scratch that. Okay. You're going to just, okay. Gonna scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just do the short stories. Quick stories. Okay. Uh, okay. What you want to do? You got another one? You know what? We need to go through some of these phone calls, right? And so um, we're going to play this one from Philadelphia. This is Audrey. Hi, my name is Audrey. I'm calling from Philadelphia. And while I understand your series and I realize it's necessary that divorce is not an option, um, I have, I take, I take issue to the word hoes. Girlfriends and wives. Why hoes? Uh, really, I, I don't understand the concept of degrading a woman even further. Um, it's a derogative word. I find it offensive because a woman is not a hoe. She may, may not, may have low self-esteem and has not yet realized her full worth, but that doesn't make her a whore. And I don't like the fact that you use that word. You could have called the other woman. You could have said anything other than hoe. Find another more sensitive word. It's not a matter of being politically correct or hurting someone's feelings. I just find the word hoe offensive. Have a great day. Maybe Audrey would be cool with that. If we said Maybe so. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Next message. So we got um, a call from Nikki in Fort Wayne, and Nikki says she needs additional information on healing from infidelity. So let's hear Nikki. Okay, so with Audrey, um, what happened was she really was upset of the title of the podcast last week. And so she... Audrey talking about hoe is a derogative term. Murder <laughs> is a derogative term, and murder is a derogative act. <laughs> but there are some hoes out there, though. Let's keep it going. Hoish behavior is offensive <laughs> behavior, and it is a derogative act. If you're not a hoe, you can be offended if somebody calls you a hoe. But if you are a hoe, you need to claim it. That's that's okay. who you are. Okay. Is Kim Kardashian a hoe? Um, I don't know what she's doing right now, but she has exhibited hoish behavior. Exactly. And, and I don't mean to just call her out. But I feel like we can because if you do a sex tape and then you release it publicly and then you all your life Make is a about whole career on it, uh, 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 then use a hoe. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or let's say you was a hoe before before you came a wife or a mother. You would you had hoeish tendencies, and some women don't even care about that. Some women want to be hoe. Some people that like I've seen things like Amber Rose talking about a slut walk. Have you seen that? 
No, I don't even pay attention to nothing Amber Rose says. I, I, I get that. You know what I'm saying? But it was a slut walk that she was doing where she was basically taking pride into just being sexual, you know, and flamboyant and all that. And, and basically saying, don't shame women who are, you know, flamboyant. And see, you know what? I think there are lines here that we are totally blurring. Like to Audrey's point, if you are just a hypersexual woman and you do what you do, okay, whatever. That's between you and your God. But what I'm saying when I say ho specifically, um, I am talking about, you know, somebody, um, I'm about to call out names, but let me not. Uh, I was going to say Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie, when you sleeping with somebody's husband, that is harsh behavior. Or or we never talk about Alicia Keys. I'd be wanting to get on this. Yes, yes. No, I'm right there with you. So there are certain things. And of course, we can fast forward 10 years, you know, and you can be happily married with two kids and whatever, whatnot. And it looks all pretty now. But at the end of the day, when you are sleeping with somebody else's man, that is hoish behavior. You are a hoe. You are acting like a hoe. And... Audrey can dislike the word as much as she likes, but that is what it is. If she wants to defend it, go right ahead. My opinion is mine. And and let's be clear about saying that a hoe is not just a woman that chooses to sleep with multiple men, right? right. It's not that simple. A hoe is well, someone who. What okay, you got? Go ahead. Oh, I don't quite agree. I, I'm I'm gonna hear you out before <laughs> I have my opinion. Go ahead. Like, cause I believe you know. Number one, I don't want it to be a double standard. Um, number two. Oh, men hoes too. Right. Okay. Then if there's not a double standard, then we good. We good on it, no, right? Yeah. But but, mm-hmm. what I, but 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 to me, hoish is when like I'll read sometimes just doing research, and I'll see women brag about their sexual sexual exploitations with you know a star or something like that. Like, guess what? I was with Lil Weezy last night, and he Ew. did this and he did that, and you know, and all that's hoish to me. Like, if you want to brag about just sleeping with somebody, and, and like you said, maybe if we make it clear that hoes could be men or women, maybe Audrey would be cool with that. If we said Maybe so. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Next message. So, we got... Um, a call from Nikki in Fort Wayne and Nikki says she needs additional information on healing from infidelity. So let's hear Nikki. Hello, my name is Nikki. I'm from Fort Wayne. I had a question about your ep- from episode six on why I married a black woman. I had a question about healing because you never went in depth on how on ways to heal. My husband had an affair with a co-worker and they had a child from that affair. Um, divorce is not an option for him, but uh, sometimes I struggle with staying at that time. So, well, my thing is, for me to move forward, how can I, um, what are ways to heal from this? So, if you can please give me some insight on that, that would be great. Thanks. Okay, um, with Nikki, and Nikki's emailed me a couple times, just so anyone knows, I really don't have the time to go through and answer every single relationship question anymore, but what I promise to do is, well, I'm going to say promise either. I don't know, Tamara, maybe hold, hold, me, hold me honest. <laughs> yeah, now you got to do it. <laughs> right. Uh, um, if you call into the voicemail and leave your number, you know, I mean, leave your, your message on the voicemail, then we could talk about it here. Don't leave your number because we play in these messages. 
We don't don't call and Stephen call me back on this call right here. <laughs> right, don't do that. Just leave, just leave your message and move along. And, and so, like, and the number is to the voicemail podcast is four six nine two nine four three seven nine five. Again, the number. If you have a relationship question, you can call or leave a message on the voicemail, and I'll answer your question. Four six nine. Yeah, or comment four six nine two nine four three seven nine five. Okay. Okay. So back to Nikki. Nikki, Nikki, she okay. Husband cheated, got somebody else pregnant. You know, dealing with that situation. Yeah, that's right? serious. That's real, right? And she's emailed me like maybe two or three times over the last couple of weeks, and she finally just hit me on a social media platform that she caught me. And so I was like, and she, so that's why she was able to call. And so with Nikki, what I say to people who are trying to heal, healing and forgiveness is a process that goes hand in hand. So. What it, what it would sound like to me without talking to you is that you're trying to heal, but you haven't forgiven, right? But Nikki's, Nikki's issue is compounded because it's one thing when um, you cut me and I'm trying to heal from this wound. It's another thing when you cut me and now there's this baby that's rubbing salt in my wound every day. Right. And, and yes, that is complicated. I'll get to that to the second in a second. Yes. But but first and foremost, it sounded like she really wanted to heal. She really wanted to. Yeah, she does. Know, and, and healing is for her. But that's only one part of it. You got to forgive him. Right. And, it, and she didn't talk about nothing about forgiveness in him. You know, she just talking about how to move on. It really wasn't forgiveness. It mm-hmm. was like I, it was more like I don't want to be hurt anymore. How do I, how do I do that? I think it's a little bit easier to forgive when you recognize if you've had any. Um, I guess like any impact in the situation or any responsibility. Um, so if there was something going on, like we don't know all the details of their marriage, but if there was something going on that she could understand where the situation was created for him to move outside of their marriage, um, that might be a little bit easier for her to find some forgiveness because she may need some forgiveness of her own. Um but other than that, I'm just like that having a baby by somebody else. That's that's a that's a hard one. Yeah. And so what I do when I talk about forgiveness with people is I start with you. The only way you can forgive is that you recognize that what you have to forgive the person for that you have to have some certainty that that won't happen again. Right. Number one. Yes. Do you believe do you believe that he's rehabilitated? Right. Because I don't believe in once a cheater, always a cheater. I don't believe that. I think right. that our cheaters right. or whoever, whatever problem you got, you can go through counseling, you can go through coaching with me. You can figure it out. You can solve your problems. You can get better. Well, one thing that she said that really um, struck me in the beginning is she said divorce is not an option for him. And I just wonder um, where that comes from and then what kind of man is he that she is married to? And if he's that committed to his marriage, then I see a better opportunity for forgiveness as long as he's committed to being faithful. Right. But the problem is, is people don't know how to go, go about forgiveness. And so the first step is you got to be, you got to confirm that your partner won't hurt you again with the same way you got to. And then, so first step, confirm right. that your partner won't hurt you again in the same way. Right. right? Second step, rehabilitation. Right. And mm-hmm. so make sure, that he goes through and figures out why he cheated, what was missing in this life, what additionally does he need, right? Mm, and so, mm-hmm. and so if then, so then if you can look at your partner and says, okay, I know, I feel comfortable that he will not do the same thing to me again. And I feel comfortable that he knows how to better communicate the things that drove him to cheat in the first place. You see right, what I'm saying? Right. And yeah, so that's important. Figure, 
If you figure out those two things, and then the third thing that I do is I do a self-evaluation because I believe, and I don't think anyone else does this. I think this is what makes me unique as a relationship coach is that I take responsibility because I believe I have every opportunity to make that person happy, right? Well, that's, you that's, live with this person. That's exactly the point I was trying to make. And just that, you know, you need to figure out where you can take your own responsibility. Right. And, and some people don't want to take any responsibility. Like it's exactly. feminists out there and go, well, he cheated. No, no, no. You, If I live with the person every single day, I have a, a daily opportunity to make this person happy. And it goes back to what we talked about earlier in the podcast. What are you doing that's, that, that, that's not showing a person that either to make sure that they feel loved right. or letting them figure out how to make sure you feel right. loved. And that's why I made it third. I didn't make it first. I and, made it third in terms of importance. And this is not to excuse cheating. And it's not to say that you are responsible for somebody cheating because everybody's responsible for their own actions. But at the end of the day, something was missing to make somebody look for it somewhere else. And it may very well be that he just dirty like that. But most people, there is some reason why he sought outside and you can analyze where that came from. I'm so glad you hear the fill the gaps and uh, <laughs> add disclaimers. You just added the, 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 the general disclaimer. I'll be missing disclaimers half the time. All right. So Nikki got her three points. Let's go to Chicago. <laughs> okay, Nina, Chicago. Nina. Oh, Nina says marriage is not necessary in this day and age. Uh, let's listen to what she got to say. This is Nina from the shy. And in regards to whether or not marriage is necessary, it absolutely is not. Um, once we move marriage into um, being a part of church and state, um, we lost the value of it. It is a, a Christian principle that um, unfortunately our government has painted so much that it really has um, lost its value into bringing together two people under the eye of God to procreate and to um, build a foundation of family. Now it is merely a um, legal thing where, you know, you bring these two people together with a contract, and it's mainly so that I can make some um, financial or other legal decisions on my um, mate's behalf. And now we have so many documents that allow you to forego it. So when you look at marriage, it really has lost its true value of being um, stemming from just Christian beliefs to um, being something founded on love to now just being um, legal things, you know. Um, the Bible says that it is better to marry than to live in sin, and that basically had to do with um, having sex. And so now that we don't hold those same principles, people are having sex all day long, um, it moved, it shifted to something that we did to solidify our love. But the more intelligent we've become, we, we realize that you really don't necessarily need to marry um, to prove your love um, and to validate your love um, for one another. So I don't think it's necessary. Peace. Okay, Nina got uh, real deep. <laughs> like, like I don't. You don't think that she gonna go? You thought that well, normally when people say marriage is not important. It's for different reasons. It's for like the regular reasons, like who cares or is stupid or something like that. But the way she was going, I, 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 I disagree with everything Nina said. 
So, okay, so she talks about um, Christian principles being tainted by the government and the separation of church and state. And um, I think her history may be a little bit skewed. I mean, if she's taking it all the way back to Adam and Eve, okay, then we can have a discussion about that. But, um, you know, even taking it back to the Bible, marriage has always been a contract. Um, I, I guess I just didn't get, like, what was her big gripe? I didn't get that. Did you get that from the horse? So I think at the end of the day, um, the foundational point was that marriage is about sex and we don't need sex anymore. And we don't need, so marriage is about sex and marriage is about um, financial contracts. So in this day and age, you can have sex with whoever you want to and you can make your own money. So marriage is obsolete. I think that's what her bottom line is. But I disagree with that in that one, like you have talked about a lot, you build financially way more as a married couple than you do individually. So you may be able to do well on your own, but think about how well you could do with somebody else. And secondly, um, while yes, in this day and age, you can have sex with whoever you want to. That's not not biblical, since she's taking it to Christian principles. You know what I tell people all the time that President Obama, you know, who's leaving office next month, we gonna all shed a tear for that one. We, we uh-huh. well beyond a tear, we might just cry, especially you know, the day he you moved, know, in the day, and when other people move in, then I'm we gonna crying really cry. now all the way until <laughs> I tell people all the time that President Obama is presidential. Like all day long, like you see him, you you notice him. He's presidential. He got that feel, that swag, that respect. Right, that we should all right. You know, it's something unique and special and different about him. But he would not be president without Michelle. Exactly. Exactly. And I just, and just believe that. I believe that. And just that, that's a, a good point. Just the building. Like I've read several articles on um, marriage as a um, development um of an individual person like you know you learn more about yourself with somebody just you know learning like for one thing people don't realize how selfish they are until they have to be in a relationship and have to share and sacrifice i've actually had debates uh i used to uh lead a men's ministry and one of my big debates one time was basically about how you how do you reach your peak as a person and marriage challenges you to reach that peak. Exactly. And so like, like me being single, like if I was a single man that never got married, I I don't think I could have developed my character, my morals, my ethics, my values to, I, 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 I'm sure I was a little bit more, um, hard or harsh. Like I'm much more sensitive. I'm much more caring. Um, you know, just and that because goes two ways. What, right. And so, but, but the other thing about Nina is I wish I would have learned how, if she was married, cause I kind of got the feeling like too, like, did you get married and you actually wrote like some kind of real contract with a dude and then the dude went back on the contract or you didn't get the return oh, on your investment? Like, I didn't get how that just came out of nowhere yep. that marriage is just about the contract. Like, yeah. And like, the converse of what she said is true though. Um, so while marriage is, is, um, you know, a, a contract divorce will also set you back more financially than almost anything else. Oh yeah. I've I got another article. Where I talk about divorce setting you back 10, uh, seven years. Exactly. Because, meaning like it takes you two years to recover. Right. And, then it ta- you know, and I'm just, I'm talking about, that's a bare minimum. Two yeah. Years just getting, recovery. just getting back to solid ground. 
Right. To where you actually trust somebody else. You know what I mean? Yep. And then two years to find somebody at a bare mm-hmm. minimum. So that's mm-hmm. four years. And then you date that person for two more years for the most part. And then you engage for engage for a year. And but so that's seven that, years. Yeah, that's seven years. But that's the emotional side. I'm talking about the financial side when she's talking about financial contracts. Like you divorced and now you've had to pay for this divorce. You've had to split all of your assets. You, um, you know, you are now losing somebody's paying child support. Somebody's paying alimony. So um, you actually can be set back way further in divorce um, than if you were just a single person. So I totally understand that perspective. But I think, you know, marriage as a foundational um, institution, it it's formative um, and it helps you build financially. It helps you build as a person. I'm like, I know just me personally, I am better because I've learned um, what my flaws are just from being in this relationship. You know who's going to be mad at this whole little segment we just did about Nina? Who? Your girl last week on Facebook. <laughs> you said I knew as soon as I said that. I was like, up, up, yep. Yeah, I'm not she giving was, a single perspective. Yes, yes. She was like, this is why I thought Tamara shouldn't be on the show no more. Because <laughs> all y'all just talking about marriage. Now, that's all the show going to be about is y'all talking about married people. We I need somebody on the show. The show is divorce <laughs> is not an option. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Before we you go to another one, can we get a dude? Can we get a brother? Okay, okay. We do have Mac from Florida who said he married a white woman because that's who he fell in love with. Hey guys, it's Max Fountain. Hey, I just wanted to respond to your post. Uh, I'm a black man that happened to marry a white woman. Um, and to be honest with you, the decision uh, to do that really had nothing to do with the, the color of her skin. I just happened to fall in love with a woman who happened to be white. Uh, I would like to go on to say that, you know, every few years or so, the same question comes up and, you know, the same answers of, you know, because she's a strong black woman, you know, she, you know, has, she's strong willed and not timid, you know, those always come up as the answers for why, you know, black men choose to marry black men or why, you know, black people feel black men <clears throat> aren't strong when they marry a white woman. Um, you know, it just creates a, a little bit more of a divide. Okay. Um, I'm glad that, okay, let's first, it was a lot of conversation about you know race relations and love and blanket statement again mm-hmm. i don't care who you love i don't care who you love love who loves you love knows no color you know i believe all that kind of stuff right but having, but having said that i'm gonna get in trouble here man i'm gonna just say, say it anyway. just say it go on ahead but having said that every single time i've i've engaged a couple where um the the black man was married to a woman of a different nationality. Mm-hmm. Um, their personality, I, I always felt like this this brother's personality was not one that would fit a more aggressive style of woman in the black woman, right? And I believe, I man, I don't know if we got time. And I believe the the black woman is more aggressive, and I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's who I she agree. is. I think all of us have certain stereotypical things that either we, you know, I guess you can disagree, but I love the black woman just the way she is, right? But but for 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 Mac, what I would say is is that 
it's not about belittling you or saying you couldn't handle or saying something's wrong with your partner because she's not black or because she's not aggressive or whatever. And she could possibly be aggressive. She could be more aggressive than a sister or whatever. But I think it's more important that we focus on love who loves you and you being a good fit for them. Right. I think as a black woman, um, the main concern that we have is the brothers who are constantly saying, I did not date a black woman or I would not date a black woman or I did not marry a black woman because y'all are too X, Y, Z aggressive or whatever you want to call it. Y'all got too many attitudes, whatever. So I think that's where my perspective was coming from. But, um, I don't think there's, you know, again, it, that's between you and whatever your preferences are. Um, so, you know, love who you love. Yeah, I think you're right that, that really the focus should be on um, the elimination of the black woman. Like the. Not, ooh, that's not yeah, terrible. restate that. Uh, <laughs> the focus should <laughs> not be on. I don't date black women. Exactly. Like that's, the, that's the problem that people have. Exactly. Is, is I, date whoever you want to date. Love whoever you want to love, but if you put a blanket statement that I won't date this person because of this, or I won't date this type of people because of this, yes. that's not fair. That's not fair to anybody. Right. And the other point is that sometimes there is um, kind of an, an underlying tone of, I have gotten better because I have Kim Kardashian or because I have um, Buffy or whoever, whatever, Tiffany. I'm just saying, you know, the the concern is that we're not saying that white or other or whatever is better than black. You supposed to say Becky with the good hair. Yeah, Becky with the good hair. That'll be it. Divorce right. is not an option. This is or this has been the Divorce is Not an Option podcast hosted by Tamara Glaspie and my co-host. Okay, that's when you Stephen James Dixon. Thank you. Please <laughs> be sure to subscribe and follow our podcast so you will automatically be alerted when we produce a new episode on iTunes, Spreaker.com, Google Play, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Thanks for listening.